Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Texans add Eagles. Marco, we're going to do this a little differently. Usually I ask you who you like. I'm taking the projection here and giving the pick on this game. But my, I'm going to ask you a question before I dig too deep into my thoughts. How good is Michael Vick? Well, right now Michael Vick's playing on a level that nobody else has seen. His passing has improved dramatically. No, no one else has seen from Michael Vick? From Michael Vick. So really, though, that I could quarterback... And, 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 and play my best game, and that team's in trouble. So my question is, with 32 quarterbacks starting in this league, how many are better than Vic? You don't have to name them, but, but how many do you think you'd start a team with before Vic? Three or four tops. I put Vic right now in the Three top Three or, top. oh, Lord, now we got to dig in. Okay. Breeze, Manning, Brady, Rivers. So which of those don't make it? Okay, and then I'll put I'll put Big Ben in the top five with it. So we we got Vic is in the top six. Uh, so right now with Big Ben being five, then there's no one out. Not Eli Manning. No. I mean, let's go through the other you know like good quarterbacks. Not Eli. Who else we got? Is there anyone else even in the conversation? All right. So you think Vic is an elite quarterback? What I let me preface that by saying that of all the quarterbacks that we mentioned on that list, he is unique in his style to all of those. Okay. And the reason being is because he is such a danger with his feet. That is what's got so many defensive coordinators up, you know, burning the midnight oil, trying to devise game plans to keep him under wraps. And what I, when I said about him being improved, he's always had the ability to run. But his passing has gotten no, better. I think, I, well, clearly. So, so the, the, Tony Romo jumps out at me. You like no, Vic like over to, Romo. I don't like Romo at all. All right. So now the question is how good is Philly? Because even three weeks ago, you know, you always talk about things that people see on TV especially. Mm-hmm. And they had that Monday night game, Philly. And literally the next week, Vegas in their rankings had Philly as the best team in the league. Now, that's dropped off. They actually have San Diego right now as the best team in the league, which kind of flabbergasts me. But the, the question is, is how good is this Philly team? So in your power rankings, where do you put Philly in your top ten? I put Philly right now in the top probably sixth or seventh in the league. I still don't think they're as good as people put them after that Monday night game. But I think they're more of what we saw last week in Chicago. Now, where do you fall on Houston? Is There's two ways to look at Houston. One is the way I tend to, which is this is a team that's got a lot. It's like an all-star team on offense, got a lot of talent. But they, they in, almost inevitably lose close games. They see anytime character or, you know, the, again, we're going to be talking about the Steelers coming up. The games the Steelers win, 8 out of 10, are the games that Houston loses 8 out of 10. What's your opinion in general on this team? Well, this team's, you know, their M.O. is very simple. They're a great offensive team. They're a horrible defensive team. 
prior to last week, which they faced a third-string quarterback when they faced Tennessee because of injuries, the previous six games, they have given up 29 or more points six consecutive games. You can't win in the NFL with a defense like that. But even though they've had a somewhat disappointing season, would you agree with me that their motivation on this game is at max? Is They're in the, the divisional, you know, to win their division. They're in that race. I, if anything, they've given away a few games, but they're still in it. Would you agree that there's no motivation questions? With oh, that? absolutely. Both teams are full motivation this week. If I said, what do you, how good do you think Texas is as a road dog? Would you just got feeling good or bad or average? You mean the Texans? The Texans, Texans. yeah, okay. the Texans. As a road dog, because of their offense, I think they're a more attractive play as the road dog because you are getting the points with them, whereas when you have them as a home favorite and because of that defense, it puts you in positions where they, they win and don't cover so too because often. So because of the backdoor potential? Yes. All right, because that's what I, I would have came into that question guessing not so good because typically road dogs is another character situation. Is are you going to be able to go in a hostile environment? Offense has more trouble traveling than defense typically. Passing has more tra- trouble traveling than running. So really, uh, typically a passing team is the worst traveling team. The turf might be a little different, so the timing patterns, the crowd noise. They've actually, now this is a short sample, but they've actually covered eight of 11 as a road dog. My thought was potentially that back door. Is that where you come down? Right. They're never, because of their offense, they're never out of a game. And a lot of times when teams do get big leads, they go into that prevent. One thing that I will give you when you gave all of the negatives to Houston, why you would have thought it wouldn't have been on the road. One thing you will have to start consider with this team as we go into the month of December, this is a dome team that their offense can start to not carry them as much. Especially when they in, play in, in a night game, too. A night game in Colder. December in Philadelphia, yes. That's Elements. interesting. That's a good point. That's I, why I, you keep me around, sir. That's it. That and that jacket. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this. Thursday night is special, especially for the road team. And last week you heard all the talk, last couple weeks, well, you get done Sunday, you can't even go on the field, you just do walkthroughs, you have a half a day to game plan. So I think that you've got to up home field just a little bit. Um, is there anything about this game in general that makes you think that, that the home field or the short week is less or more important than typically? We know it's important. Well, I think clearly what we started this whole video with, Michael Vick, because you've got another factor of preparation. Not only do you have to prepare for you know, a passing game, a running game, you've got to worry about that third option, the quarterback, becoming a weapon with his feet. So you're saying Vick is uncommon, even unique in his skill set, and preparation's key, and this is, of all NFL games played, a road team on Thursday has the least preparation. Absolutely. You know, I'm going to do something unprecedented here. I am going to, I had a projection, mm-hmm. don't put it up, Dustin, producer Dustin, is I was going to go with a slight lean towards Houston. I thought the line should be about seven, it's nine. I'm actually going to say pass. Because you brought up two key points. The Vic preparation needs that aren't going to be met because of the short week. And then the nighttime weather. 
I, I think that Philly's a little bit of a premium on them, but I, I think that maybe it's warranted in this case. So I'm actually going to pass this game. Yeah, I have no official prediction myself on this game at this time, but we do have a special offer this week for all of our viewers and anybody at pregame. Why is your voice change? When you go to the special offer, it's like, yeah, so, but now let me tell you. About, I, it's probably like when that you the, get really excited. That's the TV announcer voice uh-huh. you know, when you're watching those infomercials late uh-huh. at night, you know. But uh, I was going to insert a joke there for you, but I'll leave that go. <laughs> but the situation is, we every Thursday we have one capper that we feature for a dollar, and you can pick up his best bet that day. Well, we're going to have a special treat this week. I'm going to give my pick away for a dollar, but it's not going to be just any pick. Thursday night is one of the best nights uh, of the week this week for TV games. There's a couple really good NBA games, one in particular, Miami and Cleveland, the return of LeBron, and if I hear that, ad campaign one more time. LeBron's coming back to Cleveland, and he's bringing the heat. <laughs> the ad now, I should tell you, we don't edit these, okay. so typically I'd cut out the last 45 that's seconds, well, so let's get to it. <laughs> You're getting but, too comfortable. Well, you know, TV game of the week I'm going to give away for a dollar this week. It'll be the best TV game I feel this week, and it'll be one of those. All right, so you go to pregamepros.com. Every Thursday, we give one best bet away for free. This week, you're going to be the best bet, and you're giving your TV game of the week away. TV game of the week for a dollar. That's a good deal. All right, you guys should know, this is the first time all year we haven't had even an opinion on a game. But again, I just think that the Marco talked me off of those two points. And really, I think there's a lesson to this, is I handicap coming into this show by myself, Marco by himself, and then we collaborate for the first time live on air is I have to be open to what Marco's teaching me, and he has to be open on the occasion I might have something that teaches him (laughs) something with his vast experience. But that really is you as a handicapper should be thinking the same way, which is you should be thinking, okay, I've got my opinion on this game. Now, what good points are Marco making and bad points that I don't agree with, vice versa with me? And the fact of the matter is then you are smarter after the video, hopefully, than before. And maybe you're going to change your opinion just a little bit. Marco, you changed mine. We're passing this game. Next up, though, now, oh, you can continue this conversation in the comments section with Marco and me. But next up, we're going to be breaking down Illinois at Fresno State on Friday night. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. Illinois at Fresno State. This is Friday night ESPN action. Who do you like and why? Well, RJ, last year these two teams combined for over 100 points. Vegas come out with a number of 60. I think they overreacted to last year's score, and I think there's value in the under. Even though the Sharps have already pounded this under, it's down to 57.5. I still think the number's too high. I like the under. It's always the question is once you identify a a genuine sharp move, then the question is was all the value sucked out of it? And, And so you're saying, though we clearly would rather go under 60, you're saying you still think there's value. All right, so what's the first reason why is what is it about the offensive last year that it, why isn't there going to be a repeat, maybe, is the way to ask the question. Well, first off, Fresno State's offense this year is not as explosive as it was last year. Uh, they haven't scored the points that they did last year. Secondly, Illinois, this game's at the end of the year. 
with nothing on the line for Illinois. They're already bowl eligible. Uh, it's not going to really improve their bowl status. In being the final, now they're projected. Both teams are projected into a bowl. Illinois is projected into the Texas Bowl, and Fresno the New Mexico Bowl. So I, your point is, and are you certain of this? Is if you because a lot of these Big Ten and the big conferences, it's slotted where it, it's an automatic slotting where a fourth team goes here. Are we? Are we certain that this out-of-conference game doesn't affect that well, at all? Well, if you remember, the Big Ten last week finished in a three-way tie and based on, you know, those team, the one team's going because yeah, of Wisconsin the Yeah, Wisconsin because of the BCS, yeah. Right, so then you got the other two teams that would be second and third take bowls, so Illinois would be where they're at. Okay, so the out-of-conference the out game doesn't affect right. that. All right, that's interesting. So they're in the Texas Bowl, I guess, then. And Fresno, you, we confident Fresno doesn't have any chance to I'm do not, better? I'm not 100% sure on Fresno, but I'm looking at the Illinois side where, you know, here's a team from the Midwest, it's December, it's cold, you're finishing out the season going to the West Coast, Fresno State. This is almost like an early, you know, vacation for these guys. I really don't think that they're going to come with the intensity that they would if they had a lot on the line. And usually a lack of intensity hurts the defense more in offense. It does, but for the handicap of how I see this game playing out, I see Illinois, they're a ground-dominant team. They're going to be running the ball, chewing clock, shortening the game is another reason why I like this game under. Why are they going to shorten the game? Because when you're running the ball, you're eating but Why clock. are they running the ball? Because that's what they do best. All right. Well, then let me ask you this question. Because it seems like we've steered away. We're talking about Illinois. So let's narrow in. Illinois, you believe, won't be fully motivated in this game. How does that affect their ability to score points? How does that affect their ability to defend against scoring? Well, that for the defending against scoring, a non-motivated team, that would bother me. Okay, for that side of it. But I still think the fact that the Fresno State team, as I said at the beginning, is not as good offensively as no, they've no, been No, no, that's fine. I, I'm just looking at, you just made the point that Illinois is not going to be motivated. That was one of my main questions coming in. What's the mindset of Illinois? Because there's another way to look at this, which is it's a Friday night national TV game. So usually when we talk about home dogs or home team, we talk, you know, we just saw that Saturday night game at Nevada with Boise and it was a frenzied atmosphere. Clearly this is not going to match that. But, but is this not the biggest game or one of the two or three biggest games of Fresno on the year? And how many times is Illinois on national TV? Illinois is not on, on, a, on a night game in a standalone spot. You're correct in that. They've had two weeks to prepare for this because they, they, were they off had a, a bye, which we always want to consider on Fridays. The game that they played prior to that, though, was kind of a big deal for Illinois. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, they played Northwestern. I know Northwestern's not a great team, but there's the rivalry. Was that Wrigley Field? But, I mean, there's not going to be a two-week hangover, is there? there? There's not, but in my eyes, that game was more to Illinois than this game because of the Chicago flavor of it in the special. Fair enough, but the question is on a scale of, let's say, 1 to 10, 5 is average motivation, 1 is horrible, 10 is max. I'm saying maybe this game's a, not below a 5. You're making the point that maybe the Illinois is going to be not really motivated because it's out of conference, their bowl game is already um, decided, it sounds like. Uh, that's on one side to say a little less motivation, but then on the other side you might say national TV, night game national TV. At minimum, I think that averages out where this is a motivation of five. 
is what do you I would think? on a one to ten, I would have put it at a six coming in. So even more than average. Well, I think teams should be motivated more well, than a five. Should you We're know? About, is it if you take all of Illinois' games this year, or is this going to be above or below average for motivation? Slightly below the majority of their big Big Ten games. So, so slightly below the games they're most motivated. Yeah. So I would not put anybody at a five. If I'm doing one to ten, it's going to be like you know six, seven, eight, nine, ten being the you know the max. I don't think anybody's going to come in at a at a five unless it's a team that tossed the towel. In my ranking of how I put it at. All right. So let's do this. Let's say that it's because um, by definition, average is in the middle. Mm-hmm. So half the game should be below average. Half the game should be above average. If we assume five is average. What do you think Illinois' motivation is in this game? If you're going to say five is the average, then I'm going to put them at five. It's just going to be average. An average, average motivation. Game. With the fact it's out of conference being the negative, the fact it's on TV being the positive. Right. All right. Now, what's your other key points? The other key points for me in this game, uh, basically, I put a lot of stock in that early line move because we've talked about it a lot during the year about when the Sharps bet dogs. It's usually very sharp. It's a genuine action. And that same concept is with unders because the public bets overs, especially a game like this where they're going to look at last year's score and they're going to look at last week for Illinois. So what I'm hearing you saying is this is a pure value play that you see because you see last year's number and think there's an overreaction. And then additionally, you see the Sharps agreeing with you, and that reaffirms it to you. And then the clincher to me is the strong running game of Illinois that will shorten this game. All right, let me ask you this. I don't mean to to waylay you here with numbers, but first six games of the year, Illinois averaged 21 points a game. Last five games, they've averaged 47 points. I I actually dug a little deeper in this game because I was interested in the motivation. Illinois... There seems to be a real sense that, man, we're finally coming together. And it seems like the fact that they're scoring all these points is exciting them as a team. Is that something that concerns you? If you average 47 points, and, and this is half a season now, this isn't a game or two, is I totally get that people are likely overreact. You know, it's funny. Sometimes the lines maker can overreact to something that you're identifying, but there's some other handicapping factor that makes the, the over maybe potentially a good pick or maybe the under not a good pick. Are you, how do you handle the fact, and I'm, I'm guessing you didn't know this, that I'm sure as you look down the scores, right. though, a lot of, lot of score in the last five weeks. Yeah. Without having their log in front of me, I know Northwestern was their last game, and I can attest to you, Northwestern's defense is horrible. In but the over Big five Ten. games, we can't just say the entire Big Ten sucks yeah. and, and their defense sucks. But I guarantee you they, they, they didn't score that against Ohio State. You know, I, I know they played Michigan in there, and a lot of that got inflated by that Michigan game, if you remember, was an overtime game that they, they went a couple overtimes. All right, all right. Okay. Let me let you give the projection. I'm going to talk about the Fresno side for a second. All right. I like the game. I actually have Illinois winning 28-21, putting the total at 49, keeping us way under the 57.5. So I'm going under in this game for my play. I like to look at trends, and especially when trends pile on top of each other. There's a couple, uh, three actually, anti-Fresno trends here. Um, Against winning teams, 8-17 ATS. At home, 
they've only covered six of 28 games. On Friday, they've only covered, and Friday's a special day. It's a night, you know, at home, on Fridays, they've only covered five of 21. So, I mean, these aren't small, you know, the eight and 17, uh, but six of 28, five of 21. It just seems like every city, the fact they're at home, the fact that it's Friday, the fact that it's against a winning team, it's almost a trifecta of bad spots. And considering the fact that Illinois seems to be motivated, a little more motivated, I think, than mm-hmm. you think, because they have momentum and it's on national TV, I lean Illinois here. I can't argue with you. The only thing I will argue with you about are the stats that you brought up about Fresno. They are what they are, and, and I can agree with them. But I can also tell you that if you actually went back and looked at all of those games, that you will find that they were favorites in most of them, in big favorites in a lot of them, because that goes back the last few years. And Fresno State has always been a team that's been on the upper plateau of that conference. Well, we have an 8-17 and 17 against winning teams, so you've got to figure and many of those are not going to be favored. Okay, now it's your turn to continue the conversation in the comments section with Marco and me. And next up, we're moving to a big Saturday, Sunday, Monday of football action. 